Hey, welcome to FQ, where we talk about faith, family, and friends. I'm Jacob. And I'm George. And welcome to this week's podcast. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast. It is April 28th, 2021. Already four months into this year. That's crazy. Almost five. Like a third of the year has gone by and I don't even feel it. <laughs> like No. And this week we have a very special guest. I'll let her introduce herself. Go for it. My name is Kaylee Eckerson. And... I had on the Yep, that was my head, folks. Well, George found the mic. Um, I was just going on TikTok so I could follow her. Oh, okay. Oh, so my uh, TikTok handle is at Eckersunk. Eckersunk? So yeah, it's my last name, but instead nice. of an O N K, it's a U N K. My last name's Eckerson. But... What you want with Sunk? Yeah. Why? Like a like a sunken ship. I don't know. Actually, it was, it was more like wordplay. It was kind of fun. <laughs> Being the artist that you are. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, usually the way we go about this is, so what is your story? So, like, let's start at the beginning. You were raised in a Christian home, and yeah, go from so there. I, so I grew up in a Christian home. Um, we've always kind of gone to church, in and out of church, and we moved around a lot. When I was a kid, my dad worked for Hy-Vee and he was trying to move up the, the corporate ladder or just get into higher positions as we went. So like every two to three years, we'd go to a new town. Um, so it was always like in and out of church. Um, and I remember because I grew up in church, I, I believed in God really early on. And I remember giving my life to Jesus when I was, like, I want to say it was like Awana. So I remember attending those classes, um, like in the church pew, you know, crying. I think we were doing something about like um, the acronym FROG fully rely on God at that time. Um, so I remember asking him into my heart and all that other stuff. But, you know, we moved, so, it, so we moved around a lot, and eventually we stopped going to church. And I so I don't want to say, like, I pushed God out of my life entirely. Like, I've always believed in Jesus. I truly lived for him. And so I kind of just went about um, my life as, as normal. Um, eventually we moved to Spirit Lake, Iowa, where we kind of settled for about 13 years. I think my parents were there. My mom wanted us to graduate at the same high school together me and my brother both and um so and when I was 14 while we lived there I ended up crashing my bike and I almost died from the concussion that I got from that um, which was really shocking um but the crazy part though is like before that all happened I remember having like a dream about it and I don't know if that was just God warning me like this is going to happen or something of the sort um, I remember telling my parents in the hospital that it was going to happen, and they kind of laughed at me because I kept saying it all day, and I had a concussion, so I had no idea um, that that was going on. Um, and then when I was around 16, I was dating a boy at the time, but I started realizing that I had same-sex attraction and feelings for girls. And so I was going through like this whole identity confusion and everything in high school. Eventually, we ended up breaking up, and you know, growing up with that background, not really knowing, like, n- like knowing that it's wrong, but also like, like, yeah. how could it be wrong if I feel this way? Like, if it feels right, you know. And so, it took me a long time to come to terms with it. I don't think I came to terms with it until I was in college, and I went to a community college shortly after high school. And um, oh, I forgot something. <laughs> Um, so actually like after realizing that I was queer 
And still in high school, I was befriended by someone who um, claimed to be Christian, but I think she was a witch, to be honest. So she was into some really dark stuff. And when I was hanging around with her, I kind of felt like I was being brainwashed the whole time. I don't really know how to describe that. It's a very surreal experience. Um, and her house had burned down. And so her family was looking for new residents. And after they had moved away and gone to a different school, and like it was like the veil kind of got lifted and I realized like oh that's what was going on and having to like pray and cry out for deliverance and like during that time I think God was like calling back to me through dreams um, I remember having two dreams in like particular where I really felt drawn to the Lord and the second one was um, a dream about the rapture and when I woke up from that dream my knees hit the floor like I was crying I think that was that moment that I really truly believed and then after that I wasn't still wasn't living for him um, as I should have been just going off to school trying to come to terms with my sexuality um, ended up dating a girl for a little while before um, I graduated from the Minneapolis College of Art and Design and um, after that I worked at the Mall of America for a little bit and then my family decided to move down to Illinois and I was in a dead-end job I hated it I wanted out and I felt God just leave telling me to go with them and so I did and while I was down there, um, still trying to come to terms with the sexuality thing, trying to even go to the Bible and like other people online, progressive Christianity and all that, trying to justify it so that it felt right, you know. And then I moved back to the cities, working at an art store for a few years and ended up dating a girl rather seriously for about a year and a half. And during that time, I could feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit um, just constantly the whole time and I finally just couldn't take it anymore and I like the fear of the Lord hits you and you feel like you don't want to be left that way yeah. you know that he eventually like I don't want to say he'll give up on you but like it's possible to be given over to a reprobate mind and that terrified me like I don't want to be stuck this way I never wanted to be this way and I eventually just had to lay it down at his feet and just like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be this way. And I felt him calling me to break up with her. And it was like the hardest decision that I ever had to make. And, but I'm so glad that I did. Um, he helped me through that process and helped me through the healing process. Um, and for the last year, I've just been trying to get closer to him, reading his word as much as I can every day. Um, I wanted to find a nice, like really good church to go to. Um, with sound doctrine, yeah. good preaching, and I prayed about that and um, actually met someone at my workplace who was able to bring me to her church, and that's where I've been going for the last few months or so. That's and awesome. So that's that's cool. kind of where I'm at right now. <laughs> um, I was able to get through it. <laughs> you did a good job. So you <laughs> you mentioned one thing that I just want to flesh out a little bit for our listeners that may not know that don't know some of the you know Christian ease but you said you had a dream about the rapture can you flesh that out a little bit like what was that dream and what to you like what is the rapture like if you can kind of explain that a little bit yeah so my understanding of the rapture is Christ coming to um, collect the church his bride before the second coming um, and then after that, the seven-year tribulation, um, as it's in, in the New Testament in Revelation. Um, so the dream that I had, um, I feel like it's kind of hard to explain. It's just, like, at the same time, it's not, I guess. It's, I was on a hillside, and it was just completely grass all around me. And 
I was crying at the feet of Jesus. I knew it was Jesus. I couldn't actually see him. I remember just seeing like a, a pair of sandaled feet, um, but I knew that it was God. And I was crying at his feet and I was confessing everything to him and telling him that I didn't want to go to hell for being gay. I was terrified and afraid. And I honestly can't remember if he was saying anything to me in that moment. I just remember being in his presence and being overwhelmed with his love and his grace and his mercy. But, and I do remember what he did say after this, though, was he told me to stand up. And so I obeyed. And he said, go now. I'll be waiting. And immediately, three things happened simultaneously. I heard the trumpet sound. The sky was clear blue, and it parted open like an eye opening, and clouds poured out, and I started to ascend. And I know if you've ever had, like, those falling dreams, you know that, like, weird feeling you get when Mm -hmm. you wake up? It was the opposite of that. I felt like I was floating. And so when I woke up, I just, I hit the floor. I was crying. I was, you know, praying. And at that point, I think I was, like, I really, truly believe that this is all real and not just, like, what my parents told me growing up. Like, you know, when you're young, you do believe you know, what your parents tell you. And so I did believe in God, but I don't know if I truly, truly was saved at that point in my life until after, you know, he revealed himself to me in this way. And it was just, it was, it was crazy. And I really regret not living for him every day after that. And that's awesome that he gave you such like a revelation from revelations. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Really to, to have that eye opening experience, not everybody really gets that, but I, I, you know, like you said, when you were young, you had that, you know, conversion experience or accepted him. And I, I believe that God never lets us go. You know, he may right. let us, like like you said, turn us over to our reprobate minds. And thankfully, you know, he, like that, you didn't go that that far, you know, to where right. you, you, you know, you wouldn't come back. But God does give us that opportunity to like really we need to have our own revelation, our own relationship with him and not just through our parents' relationship or, you know, um, but really have a true revelation. I just, I love that, your, your story, that that's how that happened. Um, you did say something about progressive Christianity, and I know there's been a lot of talk. We've talked about it. And what was that experience like for you? Because, you know, Jacob and I have talked about it and I hear a lot about it and hear have heard things from progressive Christians or, or, or I, I don't really know, but how was that experience for you? Like you said, you tried to like make every, make your, you know, whatever your sins were. Okay. Like, so yeah, like trying to justify it. Like, like how can yeah. it be wrong if it feels right? It was one of those like knowing the truth, but not wanting it to be true. And so I was looking into like what the Bible said about sexuality and coming across like the progressive theology that the, the original translation of the word was mistranslated, um, which is not true. I mean, I've, I've learned so much since then. And I didn't know that it was actually progressive Christianity at the time. I didn't think I knew what it was called until this last year, you know, reading mm-hmm. the word and, and, and being on TikTok and listening to a bunch of co- um, Christian content creators. And I was also watching videos of other people talking about it, uh, like the particular relationship between David and Jonathan in the Old Testament, 
um, from like a twisted perspective that they were like lovers or something like reading something into the text that isn't there. Yeah. And, and, and and I'm going to be honest, like it didn't really fully sit right with me. Just like the phrase, like I was born this way has never sat right with me. It, it's never sat right with me at all. Like as, as much as I want it to be true, like, or I wanted it to be true. I should rephrase that. Um, it's, it just never sat well. And I remember coming across, like, I think his name's, was it Matthew Vines, the one that uh, God and the gay Christian, and going over those six passages. And I was watching uh-huh. his videos and, like, him talking about it. And I had considered um, buying his book and reading it, but something didn't feel right about it. I couldn't put my finger on it, so I never did buy it. And it wasn't until I was within, with that last relationship that I had where I um, I wanted to get the book, um, Can You Be Gay and Christian? Um, responding in love and truth by dr michael m brown and like god's word is so powerful you know when he when he uses other people and he they put their his word in their books i think i got three chapters in before i ended up breaking up with the the girlfriend so cool what was that book just for reference the the second one I was talking yeah, about, uh, yeah it's called can you be gay and christian responding in truth and love by dr michael m brown or is it i don't, it's I, don't my, I think it's michael it. brown I, I michael brown i don't think i got the middle middle initial right but <laughs> michael brown um yeah like cool. so even you talking about that i i follow another podcaster i i'm not going to say his name because He's not on our podcast yet, so. <laughs> so, um, but he, I don't even know the name of his podcast. Let's be real. Uh, but I've listened to him a few times, and like he did one on Reverend Brandon, and I don't know if you know who that is. Um, oh, I know on, who that is. Yeah, and so like I, I, he he broke it down like his he broke down a whole sermon like, and I was like, oh, I'm interested to hear what this because I've never heard it. Somebody else was like. Hey, you should really listen to this guy. He breaks it down. And like, I think the, the deal with progressive Christians is they break the Bible down where it sounds right. But if you're not really grounded in, in Christ already, it can very much so twist you. Mm -hmm. Like, because the concept that they do that, that method is like uh, um, deconstruction. Yeah. Something like that. That's the, the method that they use yeah and so like he he went into genesis and talked about uh the serpent and how the devil was like basically saying like oh like you w- surely won't die if you eat that and he's like that's how but god we lied. are dying yeah and so <laughs> he said like we will <laughs> he so reverend brandon was saying something like oh you want but you didn't but God lied because they didn't die. And I'm all and like the guy paused it and goes, How, what, what? Like he goes, no, like you no. spiritually died right then. And like, you know who Mike Winger is, right? I think so. I've, I've seen him do some um, videos on Reverend Brandon and like going through that process of yeah, like debunking everything that he does. <laughs> And like, yeah, I watched like an hour long video and I kind of laughed the entire time. (laughs) But yeah, it's, it's very much so that where it's like, you can twist that to make it work and deconstruct it to play a, play a game where it, it seems right. It sounds right. And then it goes down to, um, like he went all the way to the point of like, Oh, 
it's it God fears us having knowledge. And I'm all that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard that God is afraid of us knowing things. I'm like, he could zap us without even doing anything. <laughs> like who who right. would be afraid of of their own creation that hey, I could also kill that. <laughs> like without even yeah. moving <laughs> i've God ended it before come to acknowledge the truth. Yeah. yeah and so that was his whole game is uh we, when jesus came back that he became the knowledge and so now we're all knowing and that uh we uh something like we can um now decide what is good and bad and that's oh, like oh, how wow. he twisted it all the way around like that, that's my forehead. <laughs> well, what's so interesting about that is that we know that the devil knows the scripture. Right. right better right. than right. most of us. Yeah. And, and what did Jesus combat Satan with when he was being tempted in, in the desert scripture. with scripture? Yeah. And Satan came back at him with scripture and yep. twisted it, you yep. know? And yep. Jesus was like, no, <laughs> no. Um, but he that's what he's doing. The beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So the half God truly said, yeah. It, like putting that doubt, putting those questions, putting that doubt and, and fear in our minds of we, we can't really know, you know, but when you have someone like that's trying to break it down to make it look good for them, the devil does the same thing. Yeah. You know, right. and we can't, we cannot pull the saving, uh, the salvation of Christ. We can't pull that out. You know, you can't have Christianity without Christ. So if they're trying to pull that, you know, no, you don't really need Jesus to, you know, and you can just do whatever. Well, that's bunk. Like (laughs) that's not Christianity. That's not following Christ. That's, that's trying to make it look good for you. And you, I mean, you like personally experienced that because you were going through that, yeah. but it never sat right with you. And that, like, to me, that's like, just tells me that the Holy Spirit's been with you all along. Like, letting you know, like, no, that's not right. It's just not right. Like, yeah. I grew up, I grew up in a Catholic church, and we were told that, well, if you lo- lose something, pray to St. Anthony or pray to this saint and pray to that saint. And I was like, it just never sat right with me. Yeah. I'm like, if we're supposed to How just go to Jesus. To dead people. Like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and what, what I, what I think like, even for both of you in some aspects is you had some roots that mm-hmm. were rooted in the truth. And even, even with that, that those roots were deep enough that you're feeling the connection with the Holy spirit and all that. And even when things were going, you're like, huh, why is that? feels like poop and that sh- I'm trying to make myself feel good about <laughs> what I'm doing and right, it's, not, right, yeah. it's not working or it's not helping me. And I think that's just, that is the Holy spirit. And like, I mean, some people who may be listening right now, may, may be on the, the line and not know like where they are. But I like one thing I asked, uh, there's somebody that I really like that mean, uh, George really like that's been on TikTok and on our podcast and like a question I don't know if you ever get this is people go um 
hey, uh, if I'm gay, does that mean I'm going to hell? And that's like a huge question, right? And I don't know if you right. get that a lot, but uh, Not yet. The, the best, <laughs> the best, the best response I've ever heard was this guy, and he said, "It's it's a lack of relationship with God that that does that. We choose to go there and have a homosexual lifestyle is evidence of lack of a relationship with God. Just like if I'm a thief and go and got saved, I can no, no longer go back to my old ways." they were leading me to hell. And so it doesn't matter what the sin is. And so people right. want to cherry pick sins, but like me and George have talked about it. There's plenty of pastors that are gluttons. Let's just be real. <laughs> and yeah. Like, um, and that's a sin in itself. And you're like, mm-hmm. um, all of us got to turn away from our sins and it doesn't matter who you are, but that, that, that line right there that really gets me is it's a lack of a relationship with God. And that's right. what it is. It doesn't, doesn't matter if you're, you're gay or a thief or a fraud or whatever it is. A whore manga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, sleeping with a bunch of men and sleeping with a bunch of women, whatever it is, it is the lack of a relationship with God. Like you right. can, you can try to say, Oh, is this a sin? Is that a sin? Well, what do you think? Like, is like you can go to basics, ten commandments. Does it do any of that? Mm-hmm. Okay, it does. <laughs> so, uh, what are yeah. you doing about that? Oh, well, I'm going to continue to do it. No, that's a lack of relationship with God, which means you're probably not saved, bud, and you're not really there. And it's not my choice to say like, oh, you're going to heaven or hell. But from what your fruits are and what you're saying, sounds a lot like that. And so, right, we will know them by their fruits. Yeah, and I think so, that's one of the the big regrets that I have. You know, like when I was, you know, looking into progressive Christianity, and like even while I was going to school and and you know trying to justify it in my mind, but I was still trying to pray to God and ask Him for help in other areas of my life, like finances and stuff like that. And like, and I remember seeing like prayers answered in some areas, and I went as far as like praying the gay away. And when nothing's happening, you're like, okay, well then I'm gonna try to justify this. And it wasn't until I laid it at his feet and like, I don't want to be this way anymore. You can have this. That I finally felt that deliverance, you know, and I felt the same thing with like, I used to smoke cigarettes, you know, and I smoked for, I want to say almost like a decade, something like that, you know, and I quit twice. And the second time I literally like, I don't want to be this person anymore. Mm -hmm. And like that, and like the moment that that happened, like it was so much easier to break that chain. Yeah. You know, or God broke that chain. But like, it was so much easier to let it go. Yeah. You know, can't say I haven't like had a few here and there after that, but it's been such a long time since I've had a cigarette or I've had a desire for it. It doesn't yeah. mean you don't get cravings, but like now, you know, it's easier to ignore those cravings. It's easier to ignore those feelings and yeah. to set those aside, you know, and it's only by the strength of God that you can do that. And, and I, and uh, you can tell me if I'm wrong or, or right, but I feel like that has to deal with your also with your relationship with God, how tight you are, how loose you are with him. And if you can, like, I know like for sins or struggles in my life that it's always like, Hey, if I'm closer to God, something like that comes up and you're like, whatever, get out of my face. And like, it's just dusting <laughs> it off. And then there's other times where you're like, well, and you're like, nope, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. <laughs> but like, there's that gap, like a bigger gap between you being like, well, I don't know. Right, so, right. And that's where you like areas it's easy. And that's when you're like, Oh shoot. 
uh, I probably haven't been praying as much as I should be or uh, reading my Bible as much and getting more into the word and stuff like that. And I, I mean, nobody's perfect. You like people make mistakes. And so, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, just yesterday I had some stuff going on with me and, and, um, I could have, I could have totally like just delved into my anger and met, you know, and, and gone with that. And really, I just felt the, you know, the, the Holy Spirit going, you know, if you, if you decide to go that way, like that's all on you, go for it, but you're going to have to clean all that up. And are you going to be able to clean all of that up? You know? And I was like, oh yeah, I need to reach out for prayer. (laughs) You know, I need to, I, I need to refocus, get in the word, get into worship, reach out for prayer and, um, and it was a struggle, you know, and today things are better, you know, um, if I would have just delved into that and just like ran with my own flesh, it, I don't know that I'd be doing the podcast today to tell you the truth. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's so much easier to give into the flesh, you know, and it's, and I think that just has to do with the, the fallen nature. And, like, I totally feel that with the anger thing. That's one of the things that I struggle with, too. I used to be a very angry person. And, and so in that, this really spoke to me yesterday. And, and uh, it's Philippians 1, 6. And I am sure that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on that day when Christ Jesus comes back again. And I, I like I read that, and I'm like, okay, so the work's going to be finished, but, but wait a minute, not until Christ returns. So I'm still going to be struggling and still having to battle. You know, yeah. we're not going to like the work in us that Christ has started is not going to be completed until He comes back, and that doesn't mean we we should give up. It means that we still need to press on and knowing that there is hope at the end, but we may be struggling with things for the rest of our lives. Like Paul had a thorn in his flesh that he said, Lord, take this from me. And it says he, he asked him three times. I'm going to go with it. It was probably more than that, but three that, you know, that were recorded. W- w- <laughs> it's three. If it was, if it was three, it was 30, you know, <laughs> but God said, my grace is sufficient. And, you know, and people have said, um, could that been, you know, could Paul have been dealing with, um, you know, homosexual desires or, you know, or some others have said, oh, it was his, his eyesight that was bad. And that's why it says he wrote in big letters and um, just think we don't know what that thorn in the flesh was. It's never said, but we know it was there. And right. there's some things that, you know. God's going to let us struggle with to humble us and help us to continue to go to him and help us realize that we can't do it in our own, in our own strength that we need him. And that reminds me of that verse I sent you yesterday was Psalms 139, 23. And this is kind of like a paraphrased version of it, but it says, search me God and know my heart, know my anxious thoughts and like <laughs> do you mind if i i won't share like what 
the deal was, but like how no, God go worked ahead. in that. Yeah. And so he's he's at home having a frustrating time getting angry. And I just feel the Holy Spirit. Like I'm working, like typing up this whole thing. I have no reason to go to his house. And all of a sudden I was like, hmm. I've never gone to George's house. I should just go over there today. And I just like left work, walked over to his house, which mind you, we're on the same campus. So I just leave my office and walk across the street and I'm there. Like he's been to my house, but yeah. never while he was like working in, yeah. in the, the, his job now. Yeah. And so. Like this out of the blue, go do this. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. And I was just like, huh, I'm going to go talk to him about the podcast and see how he's doing. And like. He told me, he goes, I asked my friend to pray for me. And then I, I, I know he prayed for me. And then all of a sudden you show up at the front door and you're like, Hey man, how's it going? And George, I could tell he was like, I am not happy. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> okay. So I was like, uh, I was like, what does a good friend do in this moment? And so I sat and listened and then me and him talked and then, um, uh, I prayed for him and then I was like, all right, man. Uh, well, I'm going to leave. And I left squirrely over the fences and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I hurried back and then I just felt God leading me to send him these verses, which is funny. Cause like I, there's some, there's an app I have that tells me like, Hey, take a minute, like take a minute and think about God. And I really like it because it's actually the one plan I'm on now is like take 10 minutes. So I take 10 minutes just thinking about God and stuff. And then that verse came up and a little bit later, it was uh, Romans eight, six, the mind governed by God's spirit is life and peace. And that's also a paraphrase verse, but there's a little bit more to that. You guys can read it yourself. Um, <laughs> and so, but that's the gist of it. And that's super important is that the mind governed by God spirit is life and peace. And so that, it, it goes on to say like, Hey, it's not good. Like nothing. It's not going to be perfect. You're going to have hard times. You have hardships right. and, and stuff like that. But with God, it's a lot easier. Oh, absolutely. He helps us. He carries our burdens. I love it when he gives you, you know, verses and stuff like that. I remember after breaking up with the, the girlfriend and doing the right thing, questioning whether or not it was the right thing. And he led me to, I think it was first Timothy um, chapter two, verse three, where this is good and pleases um, God, our savior, who wants everyone to come to a knowledge of the truth. Yeah. I think I yeah. kind of paraphrased that, but like, yeah. And so afterwards they're like, Oh, that's no question. No, without a doubt. Like I guess I did the right thing. And God's pleased, you know, that I obeyed. And, you know, it was, he had to just carry me through that whole, that heartache and everything else. But afterwards, like, you know, the joy of the Lord comes and there's peace and you feel a lot better. Yeah. I just follow, I just started following your your TikTok and I think you had that scripture on one of them um, yeah. that I that I was uh, watching uh, your videos of your art, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, Thank you. So, what's your TikTok handle again? Uh, Ecker Sunk. Ecker Sunk. We'll so, put it on here. Okay. So you, yeah. So anybody can <laughs> can go on there and follow you like I did today. Um, but one, I think it was the first one that popped up. Um, you were talking about your struggle with talking to Christians about having had or having had same sex attraction and dating a girl. And then also talking to people in the LGBT 
LGBTQ community and, and feeling that like pull between the two, you know, you're condemned by one because you're saying that, no, I don't want to live that lifestyle. And you're condemned by the other that's saying, you know, well, you can't live that lifestyle or you're going to hell, which (laughs) I really don't like (laughs) that people do that because that's not, it's not our job to contemn people. It's our job as Christ followers to speak the truth in love and Mm -hmm. continue to speak the truth in love and let that person, let the Holy Spirit do the work in that person's life. I'm not getting anyone saved by telling, preaching the gospel. Like that's like, it's my job to preach the gospel and hopefully people come to Christ and I will do that. But as far as getting them saved, that's not my job. I'm not the one that went to the cross, you know? Um, And I've I've always felt like I've been caught in a rock and a hard place. Sorry, I think I cut you off. No, you're you're good. You know, like it was easier talking to like colleagues and friends at, at school about like my sexual identity and stuff like that. But like, and I'm going to be honest, like this is, it's nerve wracking for me to like open up to people that I don't know because I've never fully come out to my entire family. Yeah. Um, mostly the close family members, like cousins, my brother. And then I didn't come out to my parents until I was like 29, which was like two years ago. Um, so like everybody else in my family, like has no idea. And it's like, I'm going through a member's class at the church I'm attending now. And I'll have to give my testimony when I go to get baptized because God put that in my heart. Um, months ago to go get baptized and I can't wait. And so it's going to be kind of nerve wracking to like tell everyone, like I've been dealing with this forever, not wanting to talk to you about it because I've never felt comfortable coming forward um, with, with it, especially like in my own family. Yeah. And it's been kind of difficult, you know, with the way that they reacted to um, other people in my family when they had situations like the um, divorce. And I had another cousin, um, go from Christianity to Islam. And so that was, that was hard and watching everyone's reactions. And I'm just sitting in the corner, like I'm queer, I'm here. I'm going to be quiet because I don't want to deal with that. But then it's so much easier to talk to, you know, friends and colleagues about that stuff versus talking to them about religion. Cause you know, shortly you find out that like none of them really want anything to do with it, yeah. you know, or they have such a resistance to um, talking about God or even being open about it. And so I've just, always felt like I'm stuck in the middle and I don't know how to go about having this conversation, not wanting to cause like arguments and stuff like that. That makes sense. Something, I think you said it earlier that resonates with what we do here is like telling our story. And something that I just want to encourage you is that your story matters and that it'll change somebody's life, whether you think it will or not, because the Bible talks about telling your testimony and that's huge. Right. And like, they'll figure you out by your testimony and find God through that. And there's a lot of people who have your story or different stories. And um, it's not to say like, oh, your story's better than theirs, but your story might touch people that mine would never touch kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then somebody else's story might touch somebody that you'll never touch and stuff like that. And so I just want to encourage you that you might get, <laughs> you might get that heat, that feedback from, family and stuff like that. And I, I just, I will be praying for you to just stay strong and stick to it. And, and there definitely, there's going to be people out there. I mean, I don't know if you know other TikTokers like Jay Santiago, he gets, 
he gets like hit all the time because people are like, Oh no, you're fake. Like you're fake oh, that I've, you're I've, saved. I've been through his comment threads and I'm just like, wow. <laughs> and and, and he's like, not the only one that I follow. There's a there's a few people that are detransitioning um, from whatever gender that they were transitioning to because they found Christ and now they're speaking out against you know um, that lifestyle. And I've seen their comments too, and it's just like, whew, you know. So I know it's I know it's there. Yeah, and and I know how. I guess my biggest thing is like. And it bothers me probably more than anything. And maybe it shouldn't because I know it's people who don't know Jesus. But like when I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, you're supposed to be the most quote unquote progressive loving people. And you hate on these people that are like, hey, I'm turning away from that life. And they're like, how dare you? And you're like, well, right. I got convicted. Yep. God told me like, and I know I felt God and I've seen God in different ways. And I'm, I'm that's not the life for me. And like, I, and like, I agree with you. There are religious Christians that are, are out there. And if yeah. you're one of them and judging somebody that comes up in tattoos or maybe a short skirt or a low cut dress or whatever it is, those people need Jesus just as much as we do. And sometimes they're more, more closer to Jesus than you. If you're a religious person, uh, because you remind me of a Pharisee or, a sadgesty because they're always sad. Right. No, there's, like, there's a couple people that I follow on TikTok that are covered in tattoos also. And like Pastor Ink or like um, Dallas the Barber, they're just like covered in ink. And they're just so, they're so humble and they're so encouraging, you know, and trying to lead people to Christ. And, it, and it's awesome. And, and then they get hate for all their tattoos. And it's just like, come on, guys. Yeah. I and- think that's by just people that don't really understand the. Leviticus. really the the salvation of of Christ like really mm-hmm. why are you judging these people based on what they look like and you haven't even had a conversation with them yeah you know you like yeah isn't that weird you're you're going yeah. you're going to judge them but you haven't even bothered to have a conversation with them it's like the the scripture that is has the i think it's the tax collector at the wailing wall and and just, Lord, forgive me. I'm a sinner. I'm not worthy. And you know. And then the the other the Pharisee or Sadducee, whatever the religious person, going, well, God, at least I'm not like that poor Jamoke over there. You know, I'm good. You know, I, I'm 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 I, you know I never sin. I'm not a sinner. And God's going. Yeah, you are. You're sitting right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a pride thing. While you're giving giving your offering or whatever you want to call it. Um, something that, I don't know if you remember this, from church this last Sunday, something that the pastor said that was really good is that religious or religious people will would rather kill Jesus than kill their religion. And I, that really stuck with me this, this yeah. weekend is that he said that, and I was like, Wait a minute. And he goes, let me say that again. Religious people will kill Jesus over killing their religion. And it's so true. Like, hey, I'd rather have these qualities like um, you coming to them and they're like, I can't believe you're gay. Like, you were gay before. Like, how dare you? <clears throat> and it's and it's one of those <laughs> things. You? Yeah, like, and you're like, really? Like, did you not sin? 
And like, it's that attitude and that I feel like that's a different spirit that it's not the Holy spirit. It's a small S spirit that is. And to say that again, just so somebody doesn't think I said some cuss word, a small S spirit and not the capital S as the Holy spirit where they're using that spirit to, to condemn people or to, um, cause them more trouble or more harm than good. And I think those religious people really chase off people that do want to find God that want to find. Yeah, I think it's like a sense of pride and like self-righteousness. Yeah, for sure. Do you have a Bible verse? I do. So I was, I didn't know you were going to be on uh, tonight cause we weren't sure at the time when I talked to Jacob earlier. So I was just praying about what we were going to talk about on the podcast. And this, I just feel like this is for tonight with you being on. Um, so it's Philippians okay. 2, verses 1 through 4. It says, Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ, any comfort from his love, any fellowship together in the Spirit? Are your hearts tender and sympathetic? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one heart and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't live to make good impressions on others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourself. Don't think only about your own affairs, but be interested in others too and what they are doing. And I like that really stuck out to me where it said, be interested in others and what they are doing. Like, like we were saying, you know, you can judge someone or people have been judged for having tattoos or whatever, or whatever, you know, whatever they're coming into church, like, or life, like, and you haven't even bothered to have a conversation with them but you've already judged them. But here it says, don't think only about your own affairs, but be interested in others too and what they're doing. So to me, that mm-hmm. says you need a, you need to have relationship. You need to be interested in this person. And I, I love seeing people like I'm not a tattoo person. I don't have any tattoos. I, um, I don't want any identifying marks. I, you know, <laughs> I have because I have daughters. I didn't have gray hair or guns until I had daughters. So now I also have to have no identifying marks just in case. But <laughs> um, to each their own, right? Right. Yeah. But when but I do like when people have tattoos, I always ask them what the story is behind it because I feel like if you're gonna put something on your body that's gonna be there forever, yeah that there's got to be a story behind it. Why, you know, what is, why do you, you know, what is it about that, that you needed to have that art on your body? Yeah. Um, so I just think that's cool. And I will ask people why their tattoos. I'm not afraid to do that. You know, like some big burly dude, you know, biker dude with all these tats on them. I'm going to, I'm not afraid to ask him, Hey, what's that about? To me, it's a conversation starter. Yeah. Because you wouldn't have have you wouldn't have it on your skin if you didn't want people to see it. Yep. <laughs> so that's right, it. right. And what's funny about that is, so my whole family, for whatever reason, thought I would be the one to get the tattoo first. And it like, was your mom. It, no, no. <laughs> I actually, it might have been my dad. Oh, uh, yeah. So that's even funnier. But like, my parents were like, I think they always knew, like, because I I've always followed the straight and narrow pretty well and like one thing was is i was like man like i'd see different tattoos but i just never 
found one that I was like, man, I want that kind of thing. And so I talked about it with my mom and stuff like when I was like 24 and like, I was just like, eh, whatever. And then all of a sudden, like my dad gets a ring tattoo and I'm like, what? Like, and then my, my mom gets one and then my older brother gets one. And I'm like, my mom goes, oh yeah, we thought you would have been, (laughs) yeah, they're like, they're like, I thought you would have been the one to have gotten the tattoo first. I'm all. Okay, like, what does that mean? <laughs> it's, it's the beard. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, do you, you don't have any tattoos, do you? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. I have scars. Yeah, me I too. <laughs> so that's about as tattooed as I get. But so circling back, you're now doing art. You're working at a job. What? And you're going to church into a... What is it called? Into, into being a member. Um, yeah, like taking a member's course. So where where are you, where are you now, and where you where where do you see yourself going? Like we're like job wise, or nope, nope, just in life. Well, you said you were going to be oh, yeah. getting baptized. Yeah. So yeah, and what is that like for those that don't know? Um, I think I think a lot of people have an idea of what baptism is, but. There's some people that feel that you have to be baptized in order to be saved, and I don't read that anywhere in Scripture. But um, I just never came to that conclusion either. It, no. From my understanding, it's a it's an outward profession of faith. It's also a like a representation of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. That you're you've died to sin, and you you're risen again with Him. Mm-hmm. So. That's cool. Very cool. So, yep. what, where are your where are your parents at? Like, when you told them, how was that? Um, coming out to them, or like, yeah, like obviously, obviously, like both, I guess. Um, I was actually met with um, Grace. It was really interesting. Like, my dad told me that he was proud of me for being honest. Um, he told me that it must have taken a lot of courage to be able to um, to come forward and actually tell them. And I had um, my cousin who I live with and my brother there with me as support. And because I was always like afraid, as I've heard those horror stories of like people getting kicked out by their religious parents um, for being gay and like not having anywhere to live. So, I mean, I waited until I had like a stable place um, to to go to um, in case things didn't go well. But um, they went a lot better. Um, of course, obviously, um, being, you know, Christian and not supportive of the lifestyle i understand um we talked about that like later on um while i was in the relationship but now that i'm out of the relationship obviously they're you know even happier so awesome i can't see you guys it has a poor connection oh no we still look the same we We haven't changed yeah (laughs) (laughs) sometimes we just sit here white Sometimes we sit here still just so people think we're frozen and we're really not. Yep. Now my screen is just solid white. Oh, well, we oh. still hear you and we can still see you. So that's good. I yeah. can't see you, but I can hear you. So yeah, as long as we can still hear each other, it's still good to yeah. go kind of thing. Um, yeah. it might be awkward silence because I can't see you. <laughs> oh, you're good. so your art though, um, which is really cool. You do from the ones that I saw, it was a lot of like spray paint type art. Yeah. What is, so what is the medium that you use? Like, and like, where right do you, now primarily spray paint. 
Okay. Otherwise, I um, prefer acrylic. How did you? How do you come up with your art, your ideas, what you're gonna put on the like? Is it canvas that you're painting on, or what? It in in the videos on my TikTok, it's a it's a wood panel. I typically try to use. Um, they're called gesso boards. They're made by Ampersand. Um, you can find them at like Michaels or the yeah the I, I, yeah online. The cool. um, so nice. I use the clay boards because they're a nice smooth surface versus their textured boards. Um, just so I can scrape back into it if I make mistakes. But no, I was really inspired by like um, like New York City street artists that do like all the outer space stuff. Um, that's kind of how I got into it. Um, later on after college, I dabbled in spray paint a little bit while I was in college. I was still doing a lot of abstract stuff, um, and then trying to incorporate spray paint into my abstract, um, creating gridded backgrounds, and then going over them with acrylic washes. And then I wanted to try my hand at like the outer space paintings. And then I've just been practicing and keep painting to get better and better and trying out new techniques and watching other people on YouTube and seeing their color combinations and their techniques and stuff that they do and then try to incorporate that. Very cool. Um, so do you sell your art or is it just like, okay, awesome. And is that yeah. a part of your TikTok and how... Can people go on there and find it or do they have to go somewhere else? Um, so I have a website. I, for some reason, like TikTok doesn't let you link websites or your website to your TikTok when you have an iOS phone. I was looking into it. They're working on an update for that. So I can, the iOS users can actually have the links on the creator account. Otherwise, I have to have a business account for it. And if I do that, then I lose access to like certain songs. If I want to use songs in my videos, yeah. they were not licensed for commercial use. So it's, um, <laughs> you can find it on my Instagram, uh, my website, argocollective.com slash Kaylee Eckerson. I do have a Society6 page where I sell my digital work um, through them. You can just um, get prints or like even phone covers, laptop cases, stuff like that. There's a variety of stuff that they print on. Um, I actually bought myself a cell phone case from myself and I love it. <laughs> that's cool <laughs> um it was worth it hasn't hasn't broken yet so it's, i've had it for like i want to say like a year or so so that's really awesome so you designed that the artwork on that on the cell phone yeah, case um, yeah I, I just upload all of my digital images i do a lot of um digital manipulation with my paintings on photoshop to create new pieces. So I do a combination of both like physical paintings and digital paintings. That's and awesome. then I'm selling cool. the digital ones through society six. Um, if anybody wants to buy anything from me, I'd prefer they email me via my website. Um, that way we can talk, talk shop and quotes and stuff like that. Awesome. Cool. Like one, one thing uh, that <laughs> I wanted to ask you about before we run out of time is uh, your your image that's your main image for your, uh, I think it might be Instagram too, that main image that's across. It says, yeah. it's like God, Jesus, and I or something. So the, the way I wrote it out was supposed to be um, Jesus is God. So it's Jesus the crossway, and then vertically is God. Okay. Um, I actually, that's a tattoo design that I have on my back that I designed um, while I was going to MCAD. As a like a reminder of my roots, you know that Very Jesus cool. is God, I like is it. Lord, and yeah. Is that is that you said that's MCAT or is that Braille? 
Oh, the I went to MCAD, um, the art college. Uh, oh, okay. But I, it's the image itself is Braille. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. That's pretty cool. I like it. <laughs> I thought it was Braille. <laughs> like I was I don't like, think I saw that. So I was like, I think it's Braille, but I just was like, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to be that jerk that's like, oh, <laughs> that looks like no, Braille, yeah, and you're like, oh, Braille. I see. Okay, that okay. That's cool. That is really cool. Yeah, I came up with the design like when I was 22, I think. So, but That's really I really cool. like I like how it worked out. I think it, I think it's just to me it shows me how much more amazing God is. So, like you take these symbols that represent letters, you know, so blind people can read them, and you put them in such a way that you make it in the shape of a cross. It actually came out as a cross, and like that's just astounding. You know, to me, I think that's it was amazing that it worked out it that way. It is awesome. Like God is the grand designer. Like He worked out everything for Himself and yep. His glory, yep. and so that's just more proof of it to me. Yeah, for sure. Have you ever heard of laminate? It's like laminate. It's like the DNA or the molecules in a human. I can't remember. What oh, it is. laminate. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I didn't know that that basically makes a cross too and we're held by little mm-hmm. crosses basically it's the molecule in which holds everything in our body together yeah from what i understand from what i've learned about it and yeah it's shaped like a cross like it's cool you can't get any more <laughs> obvious than that yeah and so when people are like i don't see christ around me at all or god you're like it, it's it's it's, it's literally it's in there you. <laughs> <laughs> it's in you. like that's why we have this like always have this, I don't know, draw. I, I, I feel like people always have a draw to something bigger than themselves. And, mm-hmm. and you know, we know that that's Christ. You know, we know that's, that's God. And yeah. I think when people really are searching and really looking for that and really looking for that, you know, to fill that void, they ultimately will come to Christ at, at some point, you know. Hopefully. It reminds me of um, a song by Plum. The title of the song is God-Shaped Hole. Yeah. In the lyrics, that there's a God-shaped hole in all of us. Yeah. And only, so, and only God can fill it. I love Plum. And it's I'm shaped so. like a crop. Yeah. It is. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I like Plum. Sometimes I don't. I'm going to be real. <laughs> I saw her in concert, and I was like, I don't know if I like her anymore. Like, it was really good, but she's really, like, really eccentric. And it was, like, very, I don't know, she's definitely artsy, you know? Like, she came out with a... It was, it wasn't a full Plum concert. It was, like, um, what is that thing? Winter Jam. I think oh, she was okay. part so of Winter like Jam, you know? three songs and she's yeah. kind of thing. And, like, her songs were definitely, like, she came out dress like over the top like it was cool but i was like i don't know i don't know what i was i don't know what i was expecting but what I, what i saw wasn't wasn't it <laughs> but, so so <laughs> to step off onto this little tangent i met david crowder and like he did like a crowd surf and it, like we were all youth pastors got to go backstage and meet him that dude's a weird dude like i like his music don't get me wrong <laughs> But he's like, I don't know if you've seen Uncle Cy from yeah. Dynasty. Yeah, yeah, But he's like, like I think Uncle Cy is really cool, but he'd be like Uncle Cy's like weird cousin. And you're like, oh, 
that's 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 my cousin Crowder, and yeah, he is a weirdo. <laughs> but like, I like him. Don't get me wrong. I just was like, he was just a strange dude. Like, he crowd surfed, jumped on the ground, and said "peace out" and walked away. And we're like, he didn't even answer one question. <laughs> it was really funny. Bad. Um, well, maybe that's he just felt the Lord leading him to do that. <laughs> So I can talk about him later on as size uncle, creepy cousin or weird cousin. (laughs) But I just think that's funny, like how we do that though. Like even, even amongst Christian brothers and sisters are like, oh, that's, he's one of those weirdo Christians. (laughs) I mean, let's be real though. Aren't we all a little weird? I think we're supposed to be like, we're strangers and aliens. Not of this world. Definitely not. (laughs) Definitely not. No wonder I've never felt like I fit in. Yeah, for sure. Me either. No, like, there's definitely times where you're like, hmm, why do I feel like the weirdo in the group right now? Yeah, so, all the, like all the time. Because you are. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you're like, um, okay. Like so. when you read those things, everybody has a weirdo in their friend group, and if you don't if know you who don't it know, is, it's you're you. It. <laughs> like, oh, no. It's me again. <laughs> You're like, it's weird. It's like people are drawn to me, but I'm always a weirdo. <laughs> like, dang yeah, it. I love George, but he's weird. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> but yeah, I think. Um, Can you see us again? Or are we still all? No, it's still, it's still white. Is it your? And my flux turned on because it's been an hour. Is it your internet or is it? Our internet. I don't know. I don't know. It just says we have full bars. Video resume automatically. I do too. Hmm. It says it'll resume when the connection improves. And I'm like, oh, what does that mean? Yeah. You have to give them a bad rating. That's yeah. what it means. <laughs> We're going to rate this, this, this one a bad one. You get one star, iTunes. Uh, I guess. Maybe so, I should have answered it on my phone instead of my laptop. It happens. We're on an iPad. So, yeah. That's kind of the way we go. But I think this is a great spot to stop in. And I I neglected and purposely didn't tell you that one of the things we require at the end of our podcast is that you pray us out of the podcast. <laughs> now it's a requirement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody gets an option anymore. No, there's no options. <laughs> if you're going to be on this show, you're going to pray us out. <laughs> yeah. If you say no, you'd be the only one. So, oh, so weird. if we don't, I mean, if that feels manipulative, it is. It is. So if you All could right. pray us out. Yeah. Heavenly Father, thank you for the conversation we had tonight. Thank you for bringing us all together so that I could share my testimony and we could all talk and bring people closer to the Lord. I just praise you and I thank you for this opportunity. And I pray that you would use these men to continue the work that you have placed before them. And thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.